I think it's funny when I think of how we started this podcast and it was so practical on marriage and family. And I'm sure we're going to go through another phase of that. But right now, Elisha and I are so focused on theology and doctrine and learning and knowing more of God and who God is in a very big picture way. And it's been like an incredible experience over the last month. We've just grown so much. We've shared some of that with you guys. And we want to give you a list of the resources that we have been going through and what have what's really helped spurred these desires to know the Lord in a deeper way and know what our faith means on a deeper level. So anyways, we're really excited. This is just going to be really conversational as per usual, and we'll probably give you a lot of disclaimers along the way, but hopefully this is a fun episode that is educational as well. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome and thank you for being here, but I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask something of you actually right right here, right from the get, and that is if you enjoy this podcast, please take the time. I know it's this is a huge ask, but please take the time to leave a rating or a review on iTunes because well for because for a few things, for a few reasons. One is that Katie and I love seeing those ratings and reviews. They always encourage us, but it's also helpful in getting our podcast out to more listeners because the more ratings and reviews we get, the more iTunes prioritizes our podcast. And so if you think other people should listen to it, then leave a rating or a review. Okay, enough of that. Let's get this thing going. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. And we're back. Another week, another podcast. This is podcast episode two from our new home in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And we're feeling more and more at home here. We spent pretty much the entire week. So since the last time we talked to you guys, we've been really just trying to get our home livable, comfortable. And Katie has done a phenomenal job doing that. I've been actually, I've been pretty preoccupied doing other worky type things like more income providing type work. Yeah, I mean someone's got to someone's got to buy all the things we're putting in her house. So Well, I'm grateful, <laughs> really grateful you're grateful the one. That. I'm grateful you're the one buying them and selecting different items because it's feeling I don't know. I just feel so spoiled being in this home. I really do. Oh, I feel so spoiled to be here too. It's just it's more than we need mm-hmm. by far mm-hmm. and it's just been really really fun to have a place where you can make it a home and I mean we bought things like we bought a ladder you know like a tall ladder you know you're a homeowner when (laughs) and we're replacing fixtures and just stuff that like we would never do Mm -hmm. if we were renting so anyways it's been a fun week it has been and we're 
we're happy to be here. And I think being in this new home has really been a good challenge for Katie and I and our perspective on what we want. You know, owning a home, it's a part of the stereotypical American dream, right? And it's easy to fall into, I think, uh, an American dream type mindset the closer you get, the, the the more your lifestyle looks like that. And uh, and even though we're grateful for this home, we also want our, not also, even though I should say, even though we're grateful for this home, we want even more than ever our mindsets to be eternal. We want to have an eternal mindset. We want our you know minds to be set on things above, not on things of this earth, as mm-hmm. we're told to do in, in Colossians. And uh, it's crazy because it's almost more challenging to do so the better and more comfortable and more enjoyable your life gets here on earth. And, uh, and so it's a fine line that we're finding ourselves riding, I think. Yeah, for sure. And we have been listening to a lot of resources recently. We kind of continued a lot of the things we started in the trailer and we're just continuing listening to these voices because we want to stay so in tune with what really matters and having that eternal perspective, mm-hmm. even though we're now in a different environment. So we wanted to share some of those with you guys today. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll just popcorn back and forth. Alexia has introduced me to some people. I've introduced him to some resources yeah. and and some we've listened to individually, so it'll yeah. be interesting to hear. Yeah, and I mean, I think Katie and I are probably both going to have like tons of disclaimers throughout this conversation, but I'll start with just like a general disclaimer. Each one of these resources, you know, pale in comparison to the perfect Word of God and mm-hmm. to the perfect person of Jesus Christ. And I know that sometimes when you mention an author or you mention an organization, or even you Google it, you can find something that you disagree with or that they've done wrong in the past. That said, I think God can still bring forth great truth from these organizations and very edifying materials. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this is a twofold thing that, I, that I'm saying. One, clearly we don't align 100% with any resource apart from the Bible. We're not going to say 100% of what they publish, uh, publish or 100% of what they say is truth. No, but we have found great encouragement and I would consider great biblical truth from different resources. And so those are what we're sharing with you today. But of course, we encourage you to use great discretion and discernment and only go to God's word as the one source of infallible truth. Yeah, exactly. Just always bringing everything we read or watch or listen to back to the Bible and see if it lines up with scripture and know that when we're hearing from a person, we're hearing an interpretation of scripture, which always has room for error. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. I'm glad that you said that because it's, it's so sketchy recommending people, you guys, Mm -hmm. it is like so sketchy, but at the same time, I do feel like all these resources have made me so excited to dig into my Bible each day. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it can be really helpful. So just regardless of, I guess, just be more in tune with where you're at in your walk too. If That's you feel right. like you're a mature believer, you can take things from a lot of different resources. If you're a newer believer or you don't feel like your faith is grounded, then you'll want to be really, really careful mm-hmm. if you're looking into anything outside of God's word. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. And on the other hand, what I was going to say in addition to that is uh, oftentimes we can close our minds off to something or a person or an organization because of one thing they've said or because of one view they hold on a particular issue. Uh, And so, but 
oftentimes I think there's great things to learn in addition to those things that you disagree with. Yeah, I think some of my favorite teachers are very strong, opinionated people. And so when I agree with them or when I think that what they're saying aligns with my view of that topic, I'm like, yeah, you know, go for it, preach. And then they'll come off just as strongly on something where I'm like, you are totally crazy on this Mm -hmm. one. But their passion and their zeal is just is evident in everything that they believe. Mm. And so I have to be gracious in just allowing, you know, for differences of opinion, differences Mm -hmm. of interpretation, and not throwing out everything that someone believes just because I don't agree on every single point. I think that's why we in general as Christians have been really divided over the centuries because you know, churches just get really divided over different issues and, mm-hmm. and Christian to Christian, we get really divisive and that's obviously there's false teaching and things we need to be aware of there, but we also do want unity. Yeah, that's right. So with all that said, uh, I guess I'll share my first resource that I've been enjoying and that's as recent as this morning. Uh, and that is, I'm sure this is a popular resource. I'm sure a lot of you are aware of it, but I've used it more frequent more more recently on a much more frequent level and that's blueletterbible.org or blue letter bible also has an app and what it is is it's a way for you to just to search keywords in the bible and it'll give you you know the root word the context in which the word was used how many times that word has been used in different passages um so for instance this morning i just you know typed in the keyword faith and I was able to see all the different forms and uses of the word faith. Uh, and so Blue Letter Bible is probably my favorite tool to use with the Bible. Where I'm studying the Bible, I come across a passage where I think, hmm, I wonder what that root word is, and, you know, in the Greek or in the Hebrew. Uh, and uh, and you're able to find that so quickly via blueletterbible.org. That's so cool. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. So I'm learning something new here. And I think that's so cool cool too especially when you start studying translations and english translations Mm. it is awesome to be able to go back to those root words Mm -hmm. and see more what that original context was because like anything if you've ever tried to read a literal translation that's not in your language you know like we always joke like spanish-speaking people they phrase things differently Hmm. so my dad would always be like you know Pedro, his neck, he fell in the river up to it. Because <laughs> that's nice. kind of like more how in Spanish you would phrase something that's where funny. we would say Pedro fell in the river up to his neck yeah. in English. And so I think that in translation, they're going to make changes. Mm. And so it's just cool to be able to go back and see what those original words meant. Yeah, exactly. So I've really been enjoying that. So why don't you go, Katie? Oh, okay. Mine. So Felicia Masonheimer. A lot of you may have heard of her. She's kind of grown in popularity over this last year since she wrote a book called Stop Calling Me Beautiful. And the whole concept of her ministry, she's on Instagram, and that's where I initially found her, is basically we as women tend to gravitate towards Bible studies that tell us that we are beautiful women of God. And that's, that's wonderful. It's true. But also, we can sometimes tend to stop there and not really dig into who God is, hmm. but more just focus on who we are as people that God has chosen and who he loves, which is, which is beautiful, but it's hard to understand the bigger picture. So her motto is, every woman a theologian. Hmm. And 
I have no problem learning from men. I am so grateful. I, I listen to the majority of the podcasts I listen to on business and on theology and doctrine have been by men who are really well researched. But it is super cool to hear from another mother who has little kids, who has invested so deeply in studying theology and in studying doctrine. And it just inspires me hmm. that I don't have to go to seminary and I don't have to buy these giant apologetics books necessarily to really be able to know God on a deeper level mm-hmm. and be able to understand how his scripture works together. And it's just been a really, really cool process for me. I don't have a lot of time to read books aside from just the Bible. So I've been loving her podcast, Verity. And I'd highly encourage you to check it out because I could just turn that on and her second season. So the podcast goes in seasons. The second season that she was doing was on the biblical canon. So I just finished that one and it was so cool just hearing how the Bible was canonized. And she goes through the writings, the prophets, the Torah, the gospels, and just breaks each one down, gives you different theories on authorship. And I just feel like I learned so much more about how the Bible is infallible, how it is inspired, Hmm. and it's really increased my faith in a very knowledgeable way Hmm. without me having to deeply study on my own. I could just be cleaning my kitchen, I guess, and learning so many things. So I really, really appreciate her take on it. Her next season that she's preparing right now is called Theology Basics, and I just think she has a really good, sound approach to biblical Christianity. Hmm. I wouldn't agree with every single thing she's ever said, Mm -hmm. obviously, but I do feel like I align pretty closely with her goal of knowing the Lord and her focus. And I just think she has a real incredible faith and she's a great teacher. That's awesome. I know that I'm great. Uh, You know, it's funny. I don't think I've I can't picture how she looks. I don't even know how she sounds, but I'm grateful for her because of how much of a blessing she's been to you, which in turn is a huge blessing to I me. Tell Elisha, <laughs> excuse me. I tell Elisha all the time, like, Oh, this is what I learned with yeah, Elisha. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm grateful for her, for her ministry as well. Okay. Another, and that's a podcast, right? Called Verity. Yeah. That's so good. Verity is her podcast. That's great. Um, so maybe let's see. So we talked about a website or an app, blueletterbible.org. Uh, you talked about a podcast. Why don't I talk about a documentary? We okay. like, yeah, the, uh, documentary. the documentary, yeah. Well, we, so it's the American gospel, and right now there's two different American, or yeah, there's two, um, like what would you call them? There's like a sequel, so there's like the first yeah. one and then a sequel. The and first we've one, we mentioned these, but we yes. want to, we want this podcast to be like all inclusive, yes. I guess. So the first, uh, one is called The American Gospel Christ Alone, and the second one is called The American Gospel Christ Crucified. And again, I just highly recommend both of these. In fact, it was the first one, um, Christ Alone, that really started this whole journey for Katie and I digging in. Wouldn't you say that was kind of yeah, the catalyst? that was the catalyst, 100%. Yeah. We watched this documentary, and it's a couple hours long, but we were just inspired, motivated, motivated challenged, convicted. Uh, it's very well done. It's extremely, I don't know, it, it just really inspired us to start digging into God's word. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, e- even certain things like the graphics, we were talking with mm-hmm. my sister and brother-in-law last night and they were saying like the way that the graphics are done, even concepts that we've heard before mm-hmm. or might've known just were so much easier to grasp and understand because of the way that they, 
animated them yeah. on screen. Yeah. And I think what inspired me too is just hearing from all these teachers and people who know the word of God mm. and are just referencing scripture after scripture after scripture. Yes, that's right. And so that was an, a very positive experience, which is funny because I had I had resisted watching it. I had heard about it for a couple of years, but I'd resisted watching it because I thought for some reason it was going to be a more negative documentary. Like it was going to be you like said a, like you watched the trailer and it just yeah. kind of looked like a bashing session right. of different preachers. Yeah. I thought they were just going to spend this whole documentary like bashing, you know, people that maybe didn't have as sound doctrine or theology as what they, what, you know, what the creators of the documentary thought they had. But instead that, that was not it at all. It was just extremely uplifting for those that believe the gospel. And I was just really encouraged by it and extremely challenged by it. So yeah, the American gospel, Christ alone and the American gospel, Christ crucified are, I think just phenomenal documentaries. Yeah. Like Elisha said, they spawned all of our desire to start finding other people to study and learn from and dig into God's word more and really know what we believe. That's right. So something else that has been really cool has been the series called The Chosen. So it's a TV series, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. And it's on, we had to get it on VidAngel, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know it's where it's available. It's kind of hard to find to watch. But if you go to vidangel.com, they do have it there. And it's just so cool because it's basically the Bible dramatized. I have never liked the Bible dramatized. Like Mm. I haven't even watched like the passion of the Christ because I just, I don't want someone else's interpretation of what that moment was. I prefer to just read the Bible and I don't know, Mm. let my brain take me to what I understand the Bible to say. And I have felt like a lot of the Jesus kind of movies that I have watched have always painted Jesus like this certain way, how he's not necessarily described in scripture. Like he's usually really handsome in movies, which is like kind of a funny thing. But I just feel like, I don't know. It says he wasn't. Hmm. He wasn't like attractive. He wasn't this like striking man that just stopped people. And Mm -hmm. I think this documentary or this I guess it was recommended to us like how many times? I don't know. Uh, a ton of times. Yeah. Months and months and months. Yeah. Tons of different people. And so finally I was like, okay, let's just see it. And it, I cry on every mm-hmm. episode. They just do such an incredible job. It's so biblically accurate. That's something else I love about it. Hmm. It's, it's very historically accurate and biblically accurate. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's inspiring to see, um, again, they they, is it called embellish or what is it called? You know, they, elaborate a little bit on scripture to build out story yeah, storylines. Uh, but to see from, I guess to, to witness what culture was like, then what it would have been for Jesus, God becoming man to live on earth and to choose the lifestyle that he chose here on earth. It's extremely, I don't know, humbling and inspirational. And, it, and you just can't help but get emotional when you're watching again, it's, it's actors and it's dramatized but you really start picturing because we've read the gospels countless times and we've read the story about the story of Jesus, but then to see it portrayed in this light for whatever reason really, I guess, ignites your emotion. Yeah. I think they just do a really good job. And I think that I like that it's a series because they really can take a long time mm-hmm. on certain aspects of Jesus's character mm-hmm. and who he is and maybe how the, the other characters, their backstories would have been. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I think that's kind of cool. Cause usually I feel like in a 
one hour, one and a half hour film or two hour film. It's really just like the life of Jesus, but I've never really gotten into it, I guess. Right. I've never really been like, wow, this is so encouraging and impactful. Anyway, so that's a really good, I, I mean, the first one is kind of dramatic, honestly, the very first episode, like like I wouldn't watch it with little kids. Yes. There's like demon possession at the very, yeah. Yeah. It it talks about Mary Magdalene basically and just her being demon possessed. And then she also was a prostitute, Mm -hmm. which they do not like make look appealing, right? but it's very dramatic. Mm -hmm. So I would just, yeah, not watch that one with kids, but the other ones we've seen have been really good. And I would watch with a whole family. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk about a podcast that I like and that is the white horse in. Okay. I always (laughs) think Elisha's saying white horse sin, like literally it's he's been listening to this for what like uh, four years like three yeah, or four years years yeah. and every time like what are you listening to yeah the white horse in it's uh it, the white horse in was i mean if you listen to it they'll explain this to you it was like a old pub and in in um in england and that's where the re- supposedly that's where the reformation first came to the english-speaking people um you know from because i think the reformation started in germany right yeah, so, these guys are like dramatic. Yeah. They're drama kings. Well, but, but it's still fun to listen to. And come oh, on, Katie, you enjoy it oh, too. Don't, I do. Don't act like I it's do. just my thing here. Well, okay, I started listening to it. Elisha finally showed it to me uh, just like two weeks ago. Yeah, I, re- I was reluctant to ever like show it to Katie or tell Katie about it because it is such like a, I don't know, old guys well they're Good not old boys old. club <laughs> yeah it is it's just kind of like you know they sit around and smoke their cigars and drink their beer and talk about theology type of attitude i feel like that's kind of like the setting and he knows yeah. i don't like smoking cigars or drinking beers so yeah uh however they i love the topics that they cover and you do too katie I keep, yes I, come on come on come, oh no, get, no, no, no. Get, get my back okay. here Okay, just just for the record, I did write this down as a resource in my notes. Oh, but I should have let you talk about it then. <laughs> no. I feel like it would have been more credible if you brought it up. <laughs> no, stop. I have really enjoyed listening to this podcast. So actually, the two main podcasts I've listened to actually are White Horse Inn and then Felicia Masonheimer. So hmm. Felicia Masonheimer is an Arminianist, and the White Horse Inn guys are definitely reformed. Yeah. So just know that when you're listening to it. And I feel like they're reformed in the sense that they check like every single box that someone who's reformed might check. And I don't, while I don't consider myself reformed, I do love like so many incredible things came out of the Reformation Hmm. just as Protestant, like the whole Protestant yeah, like tradition how we, came I out know. of the Reformation. Yeah. And so I love the perspective of reformed people, hmm. their heart posture towards Christ, how they view God is so big and man so small, how like the the hmm. entire perspective of a lot of reformed people is the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so accurate. And so I loved, I love, uh, just surrounding myself with these teachings because I feel like a lot of Arminius teachings, 
focus maybe more heavily on grace or on just maybe more on man making man a little bit bigger than he needs to be and and i've grown up in an arminius arminius household and been surrounded by those teachers and since starting to study the reform tradition a lot i have just really felt my faith deepen and grown in an understanding of the lord Hmm. so while i don't check every single box that these guys check and I can't say oh I agree with them doctrinally 100% I do think they give a lot of incredible food for thought I Mm -hmm. agree with a lot of it I don't agree with some of it but I guess I would recommend it um I would I would just definitely recommend it I think it's a very thought-provoking podcast yeah I I 100% agree Katie and yeah I think it's pretty easy for me to recommend really a lot of reformed resources because of, of how they have a view of God that is so holy. And I feel like that has to be a starting point, a starting point, if not the starting point in your overall theology is a very large view of God. And uh, that's something, like you said, I really appreciate that. When I I was 17 years old, Elisha, or I was 18, Elisha gave me a book called the knowledge of the holy Hmm. by is it Tozier? yeah and he's not even reformed but yeah but that was a really yeah but his perspective in that book was similar i guess i i had the same brain twist i guess where it's just like god is so huge we as humans are constantly trying to put him in this box we're constantly trying to drag him down to our level and anyways it was it's similar to the voices that i've been listening to recently yeah and and I do agree with a lot of, a lot of what happened in, in the Reformation and a lot of Reformed theology, yeah. honestly. Yes. But I can't say like I'm Reformed because right. I just don't agree with every last thing. Yeah. That that means. Yeah, that makes sense. Do I get to go again, or? Yeah. I get to go again because I just went. The white horse in was was mine. Oh. Well, Leon got up in the middle of this podcast and I gave him my phone <laughs> to watch Peppa Pig. Oh, and you, your notes were on your phone, <laughs> And my huh? notes were on my phone. Okay, let me think though. Those are definitely... Oh, you know... Okay, so a pastor that Elisha brought up in the last podcast, but that has awesome sermons and that has a great podcast of his sermons is John Maxwell. I think probably John MacArthur is what you're going <laughs> to yeah. say. Yeah. John, you should cut that out. No, that's funny. No, you should cut that out. That's embarrassing. John Maxwell, he does like family parenting stuff, doesn't he? John Maxwell does like leadership. He's like, oh, he's yeah, like a Zig right. Ziglar, like, like Jim Rohn. Yeah, John Maxwell. <laughs> okay, well, John Maxwell's pretty solid in some other areas, but I'm talking about. Yeah, don't go to John Maxwell for your theology. Yeah, no. Uh, we're talking about. MacArthur. Yes, John MacArthur. John MacArthur. Yeah, he's all over the news these days. He is. He's making making waves. He's making waves. And yeah, I love how he is in the news because he's just, you could just tell he doesn't care what man thinks of him, but he's also not trying to like rile up yeah, men. I he's not, so it's not coming from pride. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's literally like he's standing by what he believes mm-hmm. in a very just confident way chill way and i guess i just really appreciate that approach whether or not you agree with what he's saying i think it's awesome (laughs) so anyways his podcast though has been really good and really encouraging Mm. and again i just love his perspective and the way he he paints 
Christ Mm -hmm. and how when we go to scripture, we should be looking first at who God is and not who we are. And it's just a really powerful perspective to have. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's wrong to ask who are who we are, but I think that does need to be. Well, it's a secondary. Yes. It's just a secondary question. Yes. I think first and foremost, who is God? And then who are we in relative to that, you know, in, in relation to God? Uh, and so, yeah, I agree with you. Great teaching from John MacArthur. Okay. I'm, how about I do one more? Then do you have one more too? Okay. I'm sure I do. Okay. Well, I'm going to go I'll one more. And this is, um, I guess you could, this is like a website slash, you know, there's a podcast, they've got a YouTube channel and that is Canon press. And so I think technically they're a publication. They publish a lot of old books, but I really like a lot of the material they come out with on YouTube or even on Amazon prime. They've got video material and they've got great podcast material too. And again, uh, Douglas Wilson is, uh, a pastor that's heavily associated with Canon press. I think he started it actually. Um, but what I love about Canon Press is that they, they dive into issues that, um, I don't know, Katie and I were just talking about this. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this because Katie and I have been talking about how sometimes we find ourselves discouraged and frustrated when there's a Christian narrative on current cultural topics because it kind of drags your head into the current cultural topics more than the Christian perspective on it. Yeah. And it can be really discouraging, but I think I appreciate Canon press because they will discuss cultural topics and what's going on in this day and age. But your takeaway is always really encouraging and your focus is on the Lord and on his word. And that's something that I really appreciate because I mean, we can't get away from the fact that we live in this culture and that, you know, it's all around us. But at the same time, I don't want to seek it out. I don't want to. There's a lot of Christian narratives that I'll avoid simply because I think they like expose me to too much of the culture and it's discouraging. Yeah. Sometimes I get like so frustrated with all the moms that I follow on Instagram because I love them to death. But then they post like in trying to spread awareness Sometimes they give you all the information like Mm. in order to like, for instance, talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. They show all the videos of the Super Super Bowl halftime show. And it's like, well, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to watch it. And now I'm watching it on your feed because you're saying it's a bad thing to watch. (laughs) Or the same thing with this movie that's going around. Multiple moms have shared the trailer of the movie and clips in their stories. And I'm like yeah, the movie's bad, so I don't want to watch it. So why are you sharing the trailer? (laughs) I get it's to spread awareness, but it also is just unhelpful in my life. Hmm. So anyways, that's like a total pet peeve that I have right now is like, I think it stems from a good heart, but I don't really get what the goal is. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if it's of the world, I assume it's evil. So, so why, why are you getting all detailed about it? Yeah, yeah. Why are you getting all detailed about it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that's really cool. I haven't yeah. checked out Canon press. Yeah. I really appreciate them. And again, I, I think my sense of humor kind of is definitely tickled by a lot of their content. Uh, and so I think that's why I find entertainment and some level of edification in it as well. I'll need to check <laughs> this out. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's again, you know, and Katie and I were talking about resources that are really currently, these aren't like the most influential things in our entire life. And, but it's There's, really currently yeah. what we're listening to. And so maybe we're like missing a bunch of really awesome ones that we just aren't thinking to bring up because we haven't gone to them in a while, but I know that there's great, 
Go ahead. Yeah. This podcast is specifically what resources we're listening to right now in yeah. this time period. Yes. Exactly. So it's not like all the greatest resources to study. That's right. not going to be like what we call this. Yes. It's not, it's not the title. Um, I'm looking over your notes and something that I wrote down too is Bible, the Bible project. Yes. So I love their YouTube videos. I also love their podcast. Mm-hmm, me too. And again, I love how they take you through this journey of the Bible and it, this understanding scripture in a more, I don't know, like a big picture way, seeing how it all works together. Mm. It just really improves my faith when I see all those puzzle pieces fitting together and I know cultural context and I know historical context and you're checking out the church history and Judaism and where things originated. It's just really cool to get that big picture Mm. because all this stuff has been preserved and gone through different change, different evolutions over the last, you know, since, since before Christ, since Christ died, since he brought Christianity to the Gentiles and then from the Gentiles, just to the English speaking Western culture, like we're kind of like the, I don't know. It's been a long journey. Yeah. And yet the integrity has been kept intact and it's just such a miracle that we have God's word. Uh, in, in the order that we, you know, I guess in the like comprehensive form that we have it, it's such a gift. So, okay. To wrap up the Bible project one, they have YouTube. They also have a podcast. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's really good. And then the last thing I want to say is just the book of John. So I put out a poll on Instagram, maybe a month ago. And I was like, where do you suggest new believers read first in the Bible? And Hmm. so many of you all said the book of John Hmm. as in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah. The gospel of John. The gospel of John. Yeah. Not like first, second, third John. There are so many Johns. So (laughs) I really do love the gospel of John though. Mm -hmm. I've just been going through it. I got a note takers Bible, which has been so cool because I'm not trying to find my journal and my Bible. I just grab my Bible and it's kind of eliminated excuses for me. And oh my goodness, I already have so many notes in that book. Just the way that John describes Jesus and there's Mm. just so many key doctrinal points in there. I think it's so cool how often it says glorify Mm -hmm. it, like just glory, glorifying God, how often there's verses in there talking about like the world and the church and the world hating you. And you just realize, I don't know. It's just so cool seeing that bigger picture and probably reading John and then watching the chosen along with it has been really powerful Mm -hmm. combination of, of events, but I just really was impacted by that book and I would highly yeah. <laughs> encourage you to just come yeah. back and read it yeah, again. That's an easy one to recommend. Uh, yeah. I love too, Katie, how the, uh, the gospel of John, it, it's so explicit that Jesus is God. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes. He that claims his deity so, so many yeah, times. That's such a great thing. And then, uh, I think to follow that up, I love the book of Romans. Uh, again, it's like the, we're talking about the Bible here, so you can't really go wrong, no, but no, but, but Seriously, like I've read through the entire Bible, Mm -hmm. but sometimes there's books that just like really hit you in a certain way at a certain time. Yeah. And I feel like John is such, is such a great book to clearly understand who Jesus is. And then I think Romans does such a great job through the entire book of talking about what the gospel is and how that pertains to our life and what the life of a believer looks like. And because again, you know, the God, you know, obviously the gospel is this narrative of Jesus's life and then Romans is like an explanation of what the ramifications are of Jesus's life, death and resurrection. And so I'm really great. You know, if, if 
Yeah, I guess well, you, you can recommend the book of the Gospel of John, and I'll recommend Romans. Can you hear Louis? Louis, you want to say something? <laughs> he just wants to lick the microphone. Yeah, so I read the book of Romans right before I read the book of John. So that was super impactful, too. Okay. I think we need to wrap this up, though. Our kids are getting up from their naps. We probably yeah. shouldn't have tried to do this. And a Home Depot trip within their nap time. But Yeah, we were pushing it. We pushed it. Ah, folks, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that some of the resources that we shared with you today uh, are helpful to you. Maybe you'll check them out and you'll find them helpful to your journey. And uh, hopefully this podcast is a helpful resource to your journey. We just want to encourage anybody and everybody in their faith. And uh, yeah, so thank you, Katie. Yeah, I wanted to say one last thing in closing too. As you're going through these resources, if you like questions or concerns or you're wondering what our thoughts are on certain things reach out and ask yeah. you know if you're like do they think this or you know reach out and ask yeah all right <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>